Hey guys, and welcome to season three of the Us People podcast. I'm your host, Savio Rox, and in this season, I get to make my guests laugh, cry, and even make them think about life a little differently with the questions I fire over to them, which digs into their lives and professions a little differently. We even had a chance to change up the intro, giving you a fresh new sound. I look forward to sharing season three of the Us People podcast with you. Let's go. Hello, this is Anita Tosh, and I'm an author of End Time Christian Fiction, and you are listening to the Us People podcast with Sabia Rocks. Made up my mind, now is my time to shine. Now is my time to shine. Time that you let go, time that you let go, now is my time to shine. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the Ask People Podcast. I'm your host, Sally Rocks, and today I've got the lovely Anita here with me. Anita is a published author, a writer of end-time Christian fiction books. Anita, thank you so much for coming on the Ask People Podcast. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm so happy to be here. I'm glad this worked out for us. Uh, definitely, yeah. <laughs> definitely, we went through some trials and tribulations to get here, but... It was meant to be, and I always say, if you stick at it, something will always come through. So I love that. So, Anita, my first question for you is, could you tell us about yourself, but also where you grew up and how that influenced you to be the person who you are today? Sure. Thank you. Uh, Well, I was born in San Jose, California. Uh, At the time that I was born, it was an agricultural area and by the time I was in my early teens, it was just beginning to become an electronic uh, magnet, and then it became Silicon Valley. <laughs> and so I'm still uh, living very close to the place I grew up uh, in a little, well, it's not little, in a, in a city called Sunnydale. <laughs> um, yeah, it used to be little. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm right in the middle of Silicon Valley, right here with Apple computers and Google and all of those kind of big names or I drive by them every day. Uh, so this really has made a difference because I was able to see the changeover. And uh, this is something that I have in my books because they take place in this area. And uh, at one point, uh, the family, uh, the homeschooled family goes on a field trip and they go to some of the companies that are really in the area, only I've renamed them um, in the book. You can probably guess what they are, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, anyway, it's, it was really fun, you know, being able to do that and, and put these things in because I don't know what it's like in other places in the world, but I, I, I doubt there's too many places that has all of the electronics companies as concentrated as they do in this area. Um, yeah, so let's see. I've been married for almost 50 years. And wow. Yeah, our 50th is coming up in October. Uh, <laughs> I got married when I was 16. Um, yeah, I was pregnant. And so <laughs> ah. that kind of put hey. things along. <laughs> and thank God that the man uh, that I married, that we, we still love each other. We were a little bit too eager when we were young, but that happens to a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> but um with god's uh god's help we've stayed together all this time uh we have two daughters and five grandchildren and yeah um 
So I'm, I'm 65 now and our, our youngest grandchild is 15. So uh, <laughs> yeah, they're all, they're all big. My goodness, I'll probably be a great grandma in the next couple of years. Who knows? <laughs> but Hey, it's a beautiful thing. Yes, it is. I'm, I'm very blessed. Um, yeah, so uh, my husband and I became born-again Christians when I was 23, and he was 24, or did he already, no, he already had his birthday, he was 25, <laughs> so um, that made a huge difference in our lives, uh, and in our children's lives, too, so I'm very thankful for that, uh, that God brought us to a place that, um, that could really make a positive impact in our lives. Um, yeah, so when my kids were, uh, uh, excuse me, my grandkids, I was talking to them, uh, taking them to school in high school a couple of times, you know, what are you doing? What are you reading? They were telling me some of the books they were reading. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, they're giving high school kids these kind of books. I'm like, there needs to be something else. <laughs> and so I thought, maybe I can't do a lot, but I can, you know, I'm going to write something that at least will give their brain something good to think about. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. So that's that's where we are. I love that. I totally love that. Question for you, Anita. How does uh, how can someone stay in a fifty year marriage? I just have to ask it because these days you get so many of the youngsters, especially you within my age group, that don't have that consistency when it comes to being in a relationship like you do, if you were to give any advice to anyone about being in, being married for, for such a long period of time, what one thing would you say, I'd say has helped you? I'm sorry, what were you? No, I was just saying, what one thing would you say that helped you in your marriage? Without a doubt, it takes three for a marriage. It takes the man, the woman, and it takes God in the middle. Um, before we got in church, the longest relationship that we had, as an example, was eight years. And we were fast approaching the eight-year mark, and I'm thinking, oh my goodness, are we going to make it any longer? You know, no one I know has stayed married any longer than that. Yeah. And uh, then we got in church, and people were standing, and, and our little church, we sing to people when it's their anniversary, and everybody knows how many years. Yeah. And... Um, and so I'm like, wow, that couple's been married for 15 years. It gives me hope, you know, and that, yeah. that one's been married for 20. And, and so it just kind of let me know, yes, you know, we can do this. And, um, you know, our, our pastor and his wife, they've now been married for 56 years. They're a few years ahead of us. Yeah. So there's, and our pastor always says, I only tie permanent knots. So, <laughs> you know, you have to go into it with that mindset that, you know, no matter what comes or goes, we're in this together. I'm going to have to use that one. That was a good one. Yeah, most definitely. Anita, has there ever been a time in your life where you've looked in the mirror and not recognized the person staring back at you? How did you... Oh, she's smiling. <laughs> <laughs> How did you manage to come out of that place and become the person who you are today, but also have that positive impact on yourself for you to say, regardless of what you're going through, even if I don't recognize who I am, I want to be a better person to evolve. I was smiling because I'm thinking, yes, first thing in the morning, <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
but um, <laughs> yes, but you're, you're talking about life experiences and yes. And I mean, like I said, I'm 65, obviously I've been through some ups and downs. Yes. And so um, absolutely there have been those times when you just have to, all you can do is put one foot in front of the other and just keep going and just keep holding on. Um, there's, uh, there's been very few times that I've had to call my pastor um, but during some, you know, the deepest valleys, yes, I would say, you know, this is what's happening. You know, I need help. Um, and, uh, and then, you know, in our church, we pray for one another. So like the Bible lets us know, you know, if a brother or sister is, is crying and going through something, you know, we put our arms around them and pray with them, cry with them. And so that has been the stability in my life that I know God is still there no matter how things look, no matter how good or bad the day may go, God is there and he's still in charge and I can still trust him. I love that way of looking at things. And I like that. I like the fact that you don't impose your religion onto anyone, but you just believe in him in your way that keeps you going. And I love that. That's really nice to know. So what is it about religion that keeps you whole, that keeps you safe, that keeps you away from fear, that keeps you going? Well, I like to read the Bible every day, and I love to study God's Word. I've done several studies in Hebrew that helps me get a, a deeper understanding of it, and I just, I love Hebrew. Um, um yeah, so there's, uh, you know, j just trying to keep my mind stayed on the right direction and know that uh, our soul does have enemies and yes. uh, those enemies will try and put the wrong thoughts in my mind, try and make me think bad about other people or bad about a situation. And I just have to fight that, you know, we all have that kind of a fight. Uh, at least I hope we're fighting. If we don't fight, then we're going to be taken over, <laughs> you know. Yeah, so. that's true. So, um, so recognizing those are thoughts that I don't want and just fighting it, saying, no, I'm not going to think that and purposely getting my mind back on something that is um, pleasing in the sight of God, you know, that, that um, you know, I shouldn't be thinking bad about anybody or talking bad about anybody. And if those thoughts get in my mind that I, I refuse them and with God's help, I get my mind back on something that is more pleasing and, you know, more positive. I love that. Let's talk about your books, because in the beginning of our conversation, we were talking about kids. Hey, we were talking about kids going to school and reading unnecessary content. Good way to put it. <laughs> books I'm just trying to be polite, Anita. Yeah. <laughs> you know, with books that have unnecessary content or very provocative content and I know in a way, yes, that may stimulate a child's mind, but it can also make them grow up a little bit too fast. Absolutely. Because it makes their mind wonder. What made you decide to write the books that you have written? Well, one thing, not only because I wanted more good Christian reading literature out there available, but also, um, now I don't know how many Christian listeners you have, but in the Christian community, all different you know brands of it, um, there's something called the rapture, and uh, you may have heard of it. I don't, yes, okay. So most churches teach that this rapture event where God is going to come and catch away his, his chosen, 
will happen before the time the Bible calls the tribulation, when the Antichrist is in charge and things are really bad. But in my studies, I don't see that. And I thought, how many people are going to be disillusioned and discouraged when, when God comes at the end of the tribulation? Because that's what I see. And I thought, well, you know, I want to get this message out there so as many people that believe, uh, as many as possible, will continue to believe no matter if it happens the way they think it will or not the way they think it will, that they will continue to hold on to God. I love that. I've, I've heard so many different stories from different religions because there are so many different religions out there that have their own concept on religion itself. But it's always a nice to have a fresh new one and to know that, yes, we're going to go through that hard time, but there is good at the end. And hopefully if we all follow through in the right path, we'll get to where we need to be or want to be. So let's talk about some of your books that you have written. So the book of Jeremy let's break that book down <laughs> okay so can you explain for i've had the pleasure of reading the book so for anybody who hasn't read the book could you break down from the beginning and just go through step by step of why you wrote the book but also the meaning of it which is very very important and the storyline of the book as well sure Okay, well, the first reason I wrote it is because, <laughs> you see me smiling again, um, because my grandson Jeremy said, where's my book? <laughs> and, <laughs> I, my first book was, is the, um, the Zella Chronicles, and I used my granddaughter's yes. name. And so Jeremy is the older brother uh, to her, and he's, he's, that was it. You know, where's my book? So when I started this book, the only thing I knew was that the name Jeremy was going to be in it. And so um, uh, Jeremy, the real Jeremy, is, uh, was the biggest brat you've ever seen. So I decided that, okay, um, the Jeremy in my book is going to start out being a big brat. And I'm going to show how God even loves big brats and God can use anybody at all. And so that's, that's the, the direction I went with it. Uh, the book starts out with a young bratty kid named Jeremy who starts having dreams from God and they're prophetic and they're showing yeah. things that are going on in the world around him takes him a while to kind of piece things together but he starts seeing things uh, you know stripes in the sky and trees dying and and different things like this and he's like hey this is you know this goes along with that that dream that God gave me and um, so the book progresses and he grows and um, in the beginning he's not really that interested in God he goes to church because his family's going but as time goes on, um, he realizes that he does have a call on his life. It scares him absolutely half to death because he is super yes. duper shy. And um, so it ends up that God wants him to do podcasts. And uh, <laughs> there he is. You know, he, he starts doing them. <laughs> yes, they, there's, a, there's a big place for podcasts. Amen. <laughs> uh-huh. Amen. <laughs> so... Um, so this is happening at a time that uh, that Bible prophecies are taking place, and uh, the um, the schools are starting to crack down on uh, immunizations and saying everybody has to have them. And this this particular Christian family they do not believe in it, and so this goes against their faith, and they decide they need to homeschool their kids. And uh, so 
uh, this plays into the story. Uh, um, he's in a big family. Uh, he has four sisters and a brother. His two older sisters end up having a double wedding. And um, at, the <laughs> at the climax of the wedding, World War III breaks out. Um, and so uh, the, he's had some dreams and visions about this as well. And he realizes it's not the way that it looks, but it's still, you know, a lot of people are dying. There's a lot of bombing, a lot of death uh, that's happening. But because of his dreams and his connection with God, God leads and guides him and his family out of the city into a safe place. Um, and then uh, the, the book goes on uh because that's not the end of it because the uh the the christian the people that believe in god and really know god uh they have a big responsibility during this time uh, yeah. and so god begins pouring out the gifts that the bible tells us are there for all believers um all born again believers you you know you have this promise there and this is when it really kicks in we, we've seen it already to a certain point where there's healings and there's you know god guiding people and talking to people but it kind of shifts up into a higher gear at this point and god really pours out his spirit on them and they they go out to find okay who else is left god kept us safe who else is there they might need help so they they begin to go out and find people and God just uses them in miraculous ways where they're healed and helped. And, um, yeah, just, a, um, um, you know, full fledged, you know, Acts, uh, chapter 29, <laughs> you know, that, uh, uh, the, the Bible goes on in our time. So, yeah, so that, that's, that's at the end of it. And I'm not going to go to the very end, but that's, that's a pretty good recap, I think. <laughs> I think it is, yeah. You done, you done that definite justice. I like it. You done that. One question I always love asking people, which can sometimes cause controversy, is when I ask people, "Is there a heaven and hell, or do you believe we're on earth, live in heaven and hell?" What do you believe? I like that you smile. You thought, hmm. "What do you believe, Anita? Is your heaven and hell, and do you believe that heaven and hell is on earth?" Or do you believe that when we cross over to the other side, we will see heaven and hell? You know, I, this is kind of a dressing room, this life is what I believe. I, you know, I believe what the Bible says, uh, but we get a little taste of heaven down here, and some people get way too much of a taste of hell down here. But <laughs> Yeah, that um, is very true. But this isn't all there is. Uh, there is a life after this. God lets us know that uh, we will have an immortal body, you know, if we're we're born again and we're ready. And um, when we see him, it says we're going to see him like he is because we're going to be like him. Uh, and and when you look at the things in the Bible, what his what he could do when he was when he rose from the dead, I mean, he could appear and disappear. He could show up here and then the next minute be in another town. I mean, I'm like, isn't that going to be cool? <laughs> you know, we're going to be able to do these things. <laughs> and, I mean, I, I'm not worrying about having to travel in this life. When I get my new body, I'm going to travel everywhere. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, um yeah, so I, I think there's much better things to come for those that that um, that that know God and, and obey the Bible. And there's a lot worse things to come, which is really sad for those who refuse him. I, I think there, and I yeah. think that's what this is all about. It, 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 we're coming to that dividing time when God is dividing the sheep from the goats. Um, 
the wicked are getting wickeder. I guess that's a word. And, and the, no, it is a, it is a yeah. word, believe me. And, um, and those who really do want to be right with God, there's more people seeking after him and, and seeking a deeper walk with him. That's true. I've started to see a lot more people in power have a lot more greed, and I think that's where things start to get messy. Yeah. Especially uh, people with power don't have the love and compassion that they should have for people who have less than them. Just because you have less doesn't mean that you are not still desirable, and I mean this in the way of love. Love is very powerful, and I think love takes over everything. I know people think it's money, and they think it's your power or your status, but that's not true. It's love. Um, just, just That's just in my opinion. It doesn't mean that I am correct, but that's how I've always lived my life, through love. And it's given me so much blessings and opportunities to speak to so many different people in the world, like yourself, Anita, who have a different vision of of life. And I think that's such a beautiful thing to be able to do. How do you feel that you play a part in religion? That's a question I would love to ask you. How do I play a part? Well, I see this as a war between the kingdom of God and the kingdom of evil. Um, And I play my part by reaching as many as I can in that kingdom of evil and bringing them out into the light and into God's kingdom. That's true. I definitely any way I can. I definitely <laughs> every day. <laughs> oh, I, no, I definitely think that's true because it some sometimes it can be a very rocky road in in life, and um, sometimes you don't want to believe, and sometimes you get very pessimistic about it all. But there is always light at the end of the tunnel. You just have to see the glimpse of it and keep following through. And sometimes God will put you. Sometimes God will put a person in front of you when you least expect it, to be the one to show you the light. I don't know if that's ever happened to you, Anita, where God has put a person in front of you where you may feel not at your best, um, especially when it comes to self-worth, because we all go through that. Um, But there's a time where God will put someone in front of you, and my grandma always told me that when God wants to bless you, he puts a new person in front of you. So I've always kind of kept that in my mind. That's a beautiful way to look at it. (laughs) God, yes. I, I always feel like whoever God brings into my life that I have something to learn from them. And, yeah. and, and if there's something that I have for them, you know, then, then, you know, God, show me what it is. Help me to show your love to this person. I really like the way that you mentioned about how it's all about love. And it's so true. I mean, God is love. And if you're showing love to somebody else, you're showing them God. Exactly. And it shines through every time. How, when you're writing, Anita, how is your energy? Because I love to talk about energy and spirituality also, because that's a part of us too. Oh, absolutely. Well, that is one thing I love about writing is because there is an energy there. And I guess some people call it a muse or whatever it is. But um, it's there's something very fulfilling about it. You know, that, that once I, I, I get this... I don't know. I, I almost want to say out of my system, <laughs> but um, you know, I just feel like I need to be doing this, and 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 that there's something I want to you know put together, and and there is just that 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 peace and fulfillment that okay, I I did what I I needed to do here. <laughs> yeah, and it's for it's such a fulfilling feeling because I I get that literally all the time. When I pick up a pen, I know that it's going to be something that 
is inside me that I am lucky enough to be able to bring out inside yeah. me. So that's a beautiful... The Bible, okay. I personally, I haven't read the Bible all the way through. Most people haven't. But if... Yeah, which is true. And I'm always very honest about it. Um, and I find that even better. When you're honest about things and you're open, I find that people embrace you more. Absolutely. And um, I would love to ask you, in the Bible, what would you say is your your one of the best scriptures or something in the Bible that has helped you get through a situation in your life? Uh, well, there is one in, I believe it's Hezekiah. And... Uh, it says that uh, that when this is paraphrasing, I don't have it memorized, but it says when the when the fruit trees don't give their fruit and and the you know the, the the cattle are not in the stall and it goes through like for a farmer where everything is just absolutely awful. If all you know, this doesn't happen and that's no good and that's no good, it says yet will I praise the Lord and thank Him. And so uh, when I when I am down, you know, I I, I can remind myself that you know says, yet will I rejoice in the Lord of my salvation. So I don't have to rejoice in my circumstances. I can still rejoice in the Lord. God is still good. He's, he's still doing what's best for me, whether I can figure out why it's like this or not. And, <laughs> and yeah, that's yeah, true. it helps me get through it. <laughs> Definitely. Do you believe that God is in your writing? Yes, I, I do. I, I pray that my writing is a blessing and it, it, that it helps people and gets to the people God wants it to get to. I like that. I like that. I like it was short but simple, but it was definitely to point. I like that. That's the, what would you say is the best advice that anybody has given you in your life that has helped you through, but maybe even you've passed that message on to somebody else? Um. Well, what comes to mind is, um, you know, because I taught Sunday school for many years, and um, and and sometimes it can be frustrating uh, because you know you have these children, you love them, you're praying for them, and they're still being pigheaded, you know, <laughs> and, and not doing what you're advising them to do. Well, the the thing is that you know. People didn't even listen to Jesus when he was on earth. So why should I expect him to listen to me? So <laughs> <laughs> I like that concept. Oh, well, doing this to Jesus and look how powerful he was. They ain't going to listen to me. Yeah, so, but, yeah, I, I'm doing what I can. You know, God, you've got to do the rest because this is, this is just all there is of me. <laughs> oh, there. Has has there ever been a time where you have used your faith in front of somebody and somebody tried to, because this happens a lot, especially with religion, and obviously everybody has a different religion, like I've said. Has there ever been a time where, it's not that you were preaching to somebody or anything, it's just that you were using your religion to try and help them. Do you feel that a lot of people are still quite ignorant to religion and how it can help? Oh my goodness, more than ever. I am just shocked at how many younger people don't even know what a Bible is, don't have the slightest clue that there's even an Old and New Testament. I mean, yeah, I was recently teaching a Bible study to a young man, and, um, you know, and I, I asked about, you know, okay, you know, let, let's go to, uh, you know, Genesis, the first book in the Bible, you know, that's in the Old Testament, and he looks up, totally serious, what's the Old Testament? What? Yeah, uh, you know, it's shocking, you know, because in... 
when I grew up, everybody was familiar with the Bible. Everybody went to some kind of church, almost everybody. And nowadays, it's so rare. And there's so many children and families that mom and dad don't go to church, so the child doesn't know anything about God. I uh, talked to a, um, a family the other day, and the dad said, oh, we just took our daughter to church for the first time. She looked like she was about 10 years old. And uh, thank God they finally went. But he, he, was, he was so proud. He's like, oh, come and tell us what you learned in Sunday school. Um, and, uh, and so she, uh, she told a little bit about the, you know, Adam and Eve in the garden. And that was her first exposure to God or the Bible. And she was, she looked like she was 10 years old. And I'm like, oh my goodness, <laughs> better late than never. You know? That's true. That's true. At least she started when she was 10, because I'm sure there's 20 year olds who still don't know, or 30 year olds who still don't oh, know. 40, 50, but, yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. And, and sometimes it's just by choice. It's not, um, it's not that it's their fault because I, I never blame a person and I never judge a person. It's not that it's their fault. Sometimes I think it can be the upbringing um, that they've been through or the trauma or what they've been through in life that has made them become the way that they have. So that's definitely one of the things. When was the last time, Anita, you felt totally at peace with yourself? Um. Hmm. I, I, I mean, I, I'd like to say every day. But, uh, I'm trying to think if there's a specific time that is more so than other times. But, um, you know, quite often when I pray, I just feel that peace. And then, you know, different times through the day, God's talking to me, then I feel it too. And so it's, uh, yeah, as ongoing as I can make it. <laughs> I like that. What do you feel most proud of that you stand for as an individual? Uh, um, I'm a, uh, a born-again Holy Roller grandma. and uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> that sounded like a country and western song. I can just see that as a title. <laughs> I love that. If that ever comes out, you know where it came from, right? I like that. If you could choose one quote that represents you as a person, what quote would you choose and why would you choose that particular quote? Oh, my goodness. Um, oh, well. <laughs> well, the thing, that, again, what comes to mind is a quote from my husband. And his one of his favorite lines is, if I wasn't me, I'd want to be. And it sounds good. <laughs> uh, I mean, I am so blessed. I, I am so blessed. <laughs> You're laughing too hard. <laughs> no, I like him already. <laughs> yeah, I mean, God's been good to us and we know it. Uh, you know, we're, we're just so thankful. Oh, if there was one song. That was the soundtrack of your life. What song would you choose and why would you choose that particular song? Ah, um, the love theme from Romeo and Juliet was uh, our song, my husband and I. And, um, as, and it, it, you know, the theme kind of carries through because they, they, had, a, they had a love that the, the, the world didn't uh, approve of. 
And it's kind of that way being a Christian these days, you know, we, <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of people don't approve of, approve of our love, but we, we love them anyway. <laughs> Why would you say that people don't approve of your love? Would you say because of the religion or would you say because of who you both are? I mean, because of the society around us is becoming more hostile to Christians. Uh, you know, I don't know how it is where you live, but... Um, They've uh, in Canada and the United States, they put uh, during the lockdown, especially they put pastors in jail. Uh, they closed down the churches. And um, if they tried to have church, they put them in jail. Why? Um, they were hostile towards Christians. They, they want pe- they want to do away with um, people who believe and love God. Uh they, you know, they left the bars open and the stores open, but they said the churches had to close. And so, yeah, that's why. That makes no sense. But there are a lot of things in the world that make no sense. Amen, Amen to that one. So what would you, if you had to give, I know in your, I would love everybody, by the way, to read Anita's books please go on our website and get her books before we leave the conversation today. I'm going to make sure Anita gives all her details. Please support Anita. Please read her books. Please have a different perspective when you open her book to read them, because I always say that that's valuable. When you read anybody's book before you open the book, do not judge a book by its cover. And in every book, there is something to learn. I always say that. So that's one of the things. No, you're more than welcome. Thank you. So, Anita, if there was anything that you would like people to learn from your books, what would you say it would be? Uh, Number one, that God loves you, no matter what kind of a person you are. You may feel like you're a total loser. Everyone may yell at you and put you down. But God made you in his image, and he has a purpose for your life. I like that. And that's true. Otherwise, we wouldn't be here. That's true. Anita, before I leave you today, I have only two more questions for you. Um, My second to last question is, when did you realize that language had power and you were able to use it in the eloquent way, in the eloquent way that you do when it comes to writing? Okay, so that's two questions. First, uh, I realized that language has power, um, well, two places. One, when I heard that Marco Polo, nobody would listen to him until he wrote a book. And um, then, (laughs) then the other place was when I took my Montessori training, my teacher would always say, words mean things. And, (laughs) um, and then uh, the next part, uh, I found that I believe God gave me a gift uh, that I didn't know was there till I had my grandkids. And when they were little, they would always say, tell me a story, tell me a story. And so I would just make one up off the top of my head and was surprised at how well they came together. And, uh, <laughs> and I'm like, wow, maybe I should do this a little more. So that's where it started. Yep. Yeah. I like that. Anita, before I say thank you, for coming on the show could you please let everyone know where they can find you on all your social media platforms or your website how they can buy your books and how they can just contact you for a conversation sure um i have a website booksbyanita.com 
uh, you can contact me there. You can find all my books. I, um, I believe my links are there too. I'm on Facebook. I have a group page there, uh, Books by Anita Group. And that gives you all the latest updates. Uh, I also put out a bi-monthly prophecy newsletter, Prophecy Report. If you're interested in that, uh, please uh, put your name in there on my website and request it. I'd be happy to send it to you. It's all free. I don't have prices for anything except the books, and those are set by someone else. <laughs> and um, the book of Jeremy is on iBooks and Kobo and Barnes and Noble and Amazon. All three of my books are on Amazon. See, see, guys. Like I said to you before, please go and support Anita. Have an open mind when you read her books too. Anita, this is where I say. Thank you so much for your kindness and your compassion and your wisdom, but most of all, your love for what you do. I really appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate this time with you. God bless you. And you too. Guys, thank you so much for listening to the Ask People podcast. And please remember, you can subscribe and leave us a review on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and any other platform that you prefer listening to. Please also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can also donate to the Ask People podcast by simply going to the Savvy Rocks website or just typing in paypal.me forward slash us people podcast. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Stay happy, stay positive, and as always, please continue to be kind to one another. Oh, I loved it. I just loved it talking with you. It was so pleasant. Thank you. I know the time's right. Trust in the process. Forget all the losses. You know that it's worth it. Cause nobody's perfect. Sometimes you need to say, I'm gonna be okay. Made up my mind. Now is my time to shine. Now is my time to shine.